0: Yes, let, me, let me talk to you a little bit about this man of God who I've gotten to know on the Reawake America Tour. So Pastor Philip and Bernadette Smith, they're, they're actually alumni of Rama. Rayma Bible College. That's amazing out there in Broken Arrow, uh, Oklahoma, which we have a lot of connections to, and then they pastored at the Eternal Word Church in Grandville, Michigan for over 20 years. And they have eight beautiful children, well seven here on earth and one in heaven, and they have raised their children with conservative values and have been they've been brought up in the church where they are now sharing their ministry gifts. And let me just share about the heart of this ministry. The heart of the ministry at Eternal Word Church is that everyone comes to know intimately, the heartbeat of the Heavenly Father. And Pastor Philip and Bernadette enjoy teaching and demonstrating to others how they trust God and rest in the middle of every storm. Well, Pastor Philip, it's so just honored to have you, man. And you are such a man of integrity. You always have a good word to share, and I appreciate your friendship. And so welcome to the show, sir.
1: Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you. Well, you uh, certainly have a lot on your heart. And one of the things that we were talking about in the, in the green room today is, is about God's grace, because we're, we're kind of misunderstanding, I think, in the greater body what that grace looks like and what that actually means. And so, Lord's giving you a little revelation on this. Would you mind sharing a little bit about what God's been speaking to you on this subject?
1: I'd be honored to. You know, the, uh, the grace of God is, you know, the, the, the song that says, Amazing Grace. Yes. Was- one hundred percent right, because the grace of God is just—it's unmerited favor. It's the strength of God. It's the ability of God. It's the God's ability to dominate over sin, uh, in, in spite of our sin, not because of sin. You know, we we got into the uh, we got into sin because of our father Adam. Right. He brought all of us in sin. It's the nature of sin that is the biggest problem that mankind has yes. is that we have by nature. We were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. And from Adam to Moses, there was sin going on, but it was not imputed because there was no law. Mm-hmm. And then from Moses to Christ, 2000 years. I mean, you have the um, the law. And under the law, the law did not come to justify man, the law came to show man how exceedingly sinful that he was, but he didn't know it. He wasn't able to recognize it until the law came. You know, Paul, the Paul talks about how uh, the law came, sin revived and I died, you know, because without law there's no imputation, there's no judgment, for sin without law. So we, the law had to come so that we could actually see how bad things were. But the problem in the church today is, it's not, be, it's not that the grace of God isn't good. It's not that uh, the law is not good because the law is good in its purpose. The law is not good when you try to be justified by it. Mm. The law is not good when you try to relate to God by it. Uh, The law is only good when it's used in the purpose for which God intended for it to be used. And that is understanding uh, how exceedingly simple you are. And you're not going to understand that because, you know, human beings basically always think that, well, I'm a pretty good person. Right. You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty good. I don't care what kind of criminal you are. I'm a pretty good person. You know, that's just (laughs) the way that we think. But but when the law comes and you ask the question, have you ever lied? (laughs) Well, uh, I I don't think we have enough uh, paper to record all of them. But anyway, you know, and so and have you, you know, and and they say, well, yeah, I guess I I, I messed up there. Uh, Then you may ask, well, have you ever stolen (laughs) there, too? uh, And, you know, and then you go on down the law, all the law, the Ten Commandments, and you find out. That got, and uh, you find out that the we've broken the law right Mm -hmm. along. Mm -hmm. However, God does not grade on a curve. Mm. Okay, Mm -hmm. God doesn't grade on a curve. If you uh, offend in one point, you're guilty of it all, and so uh, you, you you need the grace of God. Yes, because you cannot stand before God on the basis of your own goodness. You cannot stand before God. On your self-righteousness. You cannot stand before God by your self-effort. You have got to depend on the grace of God, the ability of God, and the strength of God. If you don't depend on God's grace, you don't have any hope of standing before God. The only way that we can stand before God is because God said in his word, for God has made him to be sin for us in 2 Corinthians 5.21, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Yes. Okay. We've been made righteous. We didn't earn righteousness. We don't. Uh, our sanctification doesn't make us righteous. Living holy doesn't make us righteous. We're righteous totally and only because of what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary, the yes. price he paid, his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension and seating in heavenly places, glory to God. And so yes. that's why we have the ability to stand in God's presence because he made us righteous and he didn't just make us righteous with any righteousness but he made us righteous with Jesus' very own righteousness, glory to God. Therefore, when he looks at mankind, he looks right into our nature, glory to God, and he sees, glory to God, the nature of his son, Jesus Christ, on the inside of us, glory to God, and then he counts us worthy because of what Jesus did and not because of our own righteousness at all. So we have to stand before God
0: on that basis. Oh, man, that's so good. You're getting me fired up, Pastor. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you this, though, man, that there's these people online. You, you've probably seen some of these people. I call them uh, heresy hunters, okay? And mm-hmm. they and they literally are online looking for, like, anything that any preacher says. And I'm not saying there's not heresy out there because there is. But they, okay. they just are constantly looking, and they absolutely lack grace. In fact, they, they kind of make this, like, their whole thing where they're so focused on this that they don't even – Think about the goodness of God and what he's actually doing in their life. Have you seen this, Pastor?
1: Oh, I totally have. And, you know, the whole thing with them is they keep getting us into the sin consciousness and not righteousness consciousness. I mean, if you think about sin all the time, you're probably going to be doing some sin. Yeah, that's true. Okay? If that's what you're thinking of all the time, you know, uh, well, I don't want to lie. I don't want to steal. I don't want to commit adultery. I don't want to do any of these bad things things that break the, or transgress God's law, you know, but see, and and it's hard for people to understand that your nature is what God's looking at. Your sins that you commit after you've been born again are not being charged to you. Glory to God. Because you've already been made the righteousness of God. Okay. And so you are righteous. You're not unrighteous because you sin. People Mm. think that because if we sin, by breaking one of the Ten Commandments, they think that we have become a sinner again. And that's why so many people make the statement that I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Well, if you're an old sinner, then you haven't been saved yet.
0: Wow. (laughs) Uh, Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. And so you're either an old sinner saved by grace or you're saved by grace. Glory to God. And so I would suggest to these people that You need the grace of God to stand before God. You can't stand before God by any of your own works, any of your own self-effort. He said all of our righteousness is as filthy rags in his sight, and therefore we have no standing with God whatsoever in our own self-effort. So we have to totally depend on the grace of God, And and we have to depend on that grace by faith. Wow. God. And as we do, then we're going to be able to have the victory in our walk with God. You're not going to walk with God successfully without depending on his grace. That's Lord You're not going to walk with God without having a relationship with God, yes. talking to God, spending time with him, getting to know him because He's, you know, there's scripture that says, you know, and I know it's not talking about Christians, but it's talking over in Matthew where it talks about uh, what God said, I never knew you.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Glory to
1: God. What he said, "If God says He never knew you, it's not. It's not. I used to know you. Yep. It's, I never knew you. Yep. And uh, and so it's very important that people understand that God, His grace is so amazing. Yes. It is so powerful. It's greater than all of our sin. It's greater than all of our sickness. It's greater than all of our shame. It's greater than every heartbreak. It's greater than everything that we can fathom. In our life today, I don't care what we're dealing with, and we're dealing with a lot of things that are going on. They just raided the uh 45th president's home tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, for what? I mean, are you kidding me? Every time they try to charge this man with something, I call him Teflon Don because
0: it doesn't seriously, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. I mean, could any other person handle what this guy has gone through? This guy has been oh, absolutely no. harassed hundreds of times, legally, lawfare, you name it. His family, they've gone after everybody. Talk about grace. I mean, you got to give him credit. He just keeps <laughs> pressing along, man. I mean, I don't know if anybody else in the, in the entire political world could have handled what this man has handled. What, what would you say that, Pastor?
1: I don't think they could. I, I mean, I think there was a grace upon him to be able to walk in the office of the president of the United States. God gave him the ability to be successful. And uh, in spite of all the opposition that he had, he had opposition on every hand and every side. Everywhere he turned, they were against him. They were opposing him. He had to fight and scrape for everything that he accomplished. And it could have been done so much easier. And even with the Republicans, they could have helped a whole lot more than they did. And wish they had And, uh, you know, we will even be be even further up the road uh, than where we are. Uh, And, uh, you you know, when you have a global elite group of people that are operating out of Davos and you got people that are operating out of uh, uh, the uh, global elite class of people who uh, have a goal of depopulating the earth, getting down to 500 million people, and they don't care about humanity like God cares about humanity. God right. cares about humanity. God wants us to have his very own righteousness. God wants us to be able to stand before him without any sense of guilt or shame or inferiority, just as though we never sinned. But these people want us to have a guilty consciousness. They want us to believe that we are no good or that we should not be able to have anything. They have gained their wealth. Through fraud. No. They've done all kinds of wicked things to destroy mankind. They're trying to destroy the, gr- the last great hope of this world, which is the United States of America. Uh, sadly, so many people in America have bought into their lie. They believe that it, it somehow this is going to be a good thing, a one-world system under with them in charge. And they, <laughs> their leaders are so messed up. So I mean, they are so Messed up, and they don't know God, and they have. And honestly, satanic, Luciferian, whatever you want to call them, they don't believe and trust in God. They now they know God because Romans 1.18 says, "The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness and ungodly men who hold the truth in unrighteousness." Uh, and it goes on, but of those who those things that could be known of God are clearly seen by the things that are made, and so on and so forth, so that they are without excuse. Mm. These people at one time, somewhere in their life, they knew that God was real. They knew that God was God, and they had to, on purpose, by decision-making, continual false, bad, evil decision-making, turn their heart away from God and got them into the Luciferian, satanic uh, place that they are in right now, and I honestly believe I mean, you know, God's grace is sufficient, but Bible talks about it, how that you can, you know, you can move away from God to the point that he turns you over to a reprobate mind, and yeah. you may believe a lie and all those kind of things. And, uh, you know, uh, I believe these people are probably already gone past that that point of uh, being reprobate. Yeah, uh, I hope they I mean, I hope not. I mean, I hope I mean, I really hope right. not. I, I hope that they will turn their heart back to, to the Lord and, uh, and, and uh, give him his honor and give him his place. But see, they are in the place right now where they think they are God. Right. They think they are God. They think that everybody should be submitted to them and to their way of thinking and what they believe. And they, they got so much money, <laughs> glory to God, but no peace. Glory nope. to God. Hallelujah. Nope. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he has no sorrow with it. Glory to God! But these people—they are so afraid. They're afraid of their shadow. They're afraid of everything. They're afraid we're going to run out of supply and run out of the—and and they're trying to create a ch- supply, excuse me, a supply chain problem. That's right. Um, but in addition to that, they—they they believe that we're going to run out of everything. They believe we. <laughs> believe that they don't believe in God because if they knew God, they know we'll never run out of anything, everything to, on this earth. There may be times of famine because of uh, sin and various other things. There may be times of drought and things like that because men choose to go their own way and do their own thing. But, uh, they, these, these, uh, these, uh, leaders, uh, if you want to call them that, uh, they're, they're, they're not really, uh, for the people. And uh, we need men and women in positions of power and authority who are going to stand up against these kind of people. They're going to use the power and, uh, and influence of the United States of America to take things back that the enemy has stolen. I yes. mean. The abortion and all those things, guys God for Roe v. Wade being overturned, but they're still trying to work on, uh, on those things and trying to make it uh, where people can go to other states and pay for it and all those using taxpayer dollars and all kinds of things to undermine the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now I realize Roe v. Wade just took it back to the states so the states could make the choice about those things. But honestly, the states should not have a right any more than anyone else to be able to tell a woman that she has a right to kill her baby, uh, for some convenience or even some inconvenience, yeah. okay? Because that precious—you got to realize that human beings are eternal spirit beings. Yes. So they live and/or exist forever. <laughs> and so, I mean, you—you—you you, you may take your baby out, but that spirit of that of that baby is not going out. The spirit of that baby is going to go and be with the Lord. And uh, so on. And so you got to understand that is an eternal, that is an eternal being that you are trying to destroy. Now you can only destroy them physically. You can't destroy them spiritually. You can only destroy them physically. That's what they're doing. They're destroying. Okay. But these kids are growing up in heaven. These kids are growing up, glory to God, knowing more about God than we'll ever know till we get there. Glory yes. to God, in the presence of almighty God, enjoying a very happy place. And, and uh, you know, sad thing is people don't talk about all of the evil and suffering that these women go through after having gone through. Them. And my heart bleeds for them because, I mean, it's so sad what they're dealing with and what they're going through in their own hearts and the suicide rate and all the troubles and the depression and all the difficulties that they go through. And there's something that they will never forget. That's right. you know, they, will, they will never forget what's happened. And they'll, they'll always be sorry that it happened, you know, and uh, so on, unless they've been, t- you know, also turned over to a reprobate mind and all, so on and so forth. But these kind of things are the things that they are doing in the earth because they are trying to push toward that one world government where they control everything. They want us to they, that's why they're trying to get us on this digital currency type yep. thing. So yep. that they can control it, and then we can. They can hide and cover up all the <laughs> the uh, evil that they've already done, and the places where they've put their money, and all those kind of things, and where we can't track it anymore, and all those kind of things.
0: They're oh, pushing yeah.
1: that kind of agenda. I'm sorry if I'm talking too much. Just no, me... no, you're good. Actually, <laughs> you're,
0: that's that's my favorite thing is when the guest is talking because man, you got a lot to say, and people need to hear what you got to say, Pastor. It's anointed by the way, and you know, the, here's the thing that really gets me. There's a lot of people, even pastors, and I know you know this, that don't see these things and talk about grace. I need grace. I need grace to, 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 Mm. you know, because, oh man, it's like we're in this, this very urgent time, this pivotal crossroads as a country. And there's people acting like it's 1999, like there's nothing that's even going on. And I, it just, it's really hard for me to understand that because see, I'm tracking me and you are tracking when you saying what you're saying. I'm like, yes, yes. He knows about that. He knows it. I don't understand how these other people don't know about this. Maybe you can shed some light on this for me, Pastor, but what's going on with the the people in the pulpit that say nothing of any of these things?
1: Well, the only thing that I can say, uh, Pastor, is that they're deceived. They've been made to believe a lie or they're complicit by because they got Democrats, Republicans, independents and all these different people in their congregations and they pay tithes and offerings and all those kind of things. And they don't want it to dry up. And they got these huge building building programs and all these other things that are going on. And they don't they can't they feel like they can't afford. But it's a lack of trust. It's a lack mm. of trust. in God is your source of supply. And so you're, you're depending on the people instead of depending on the one who gives it to the people, the one who gives them the ability right. to have what. You know, he said, he said, you know, that is the Lord, your God, who gives you the power to get wealth, that you may establish his covenant in the earth. And I think some of these things have we've let slip. And as a result, we're in the we're having the problems that we're experiencing right now. And my hope is that uh, pastors will wake up. They'll start going back to teaching on a biblical worldview, that people will actually know what a biblical worldview looks like. We had a governor who ran uh, a candidate for governor in Michigan who ran on Judeo-Christian values, and he got defeated soundly uh, in the uh, you know in in the in the uh, election on the during the primary, and it, what that said to me is the people have, have rejected God mm. in the car. That's what it says to me. You when you just. You know, and, and then some of the people did it because, well, uh, you know, they, I don't polls and all that. I don't believe in polls, <laughs> but but you know, polls said, well, he can't win, so we might as well vote for someone who can win. You know, those kinds of things. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but you're not hearing from God. Mm. You know, when someone wants to push Judeo-Christian values in the society, which are so good, so rich, so so powerful, something that will help mankind, something that cares about the mankind, cares about the rule of law cares yes. about goodness towards humanity, one toward another, you know, cares about life, you know, cares about liberty, cares about the good, the good in, uh, on on this planet cares about, you know, uh, feeding people when they're hungry and all those kind of things. Yes. You know, the government, I think it was something like 27 million farms that they
0: you. <laughs> Unbelievable. They those numbers not- are
1: just. <laughs> They paid them to not grow food. Why would you do that? Exactly. People that are crying out for hungry and everything and don't have enough. You know, I mean, I I think about these things sometimes. I mean, I think about some of the laws that we have put in place, you know, hunting license and fishing license and all those kind of things. Well, I think people should have license to go and do those things. I don't mind having a DNR or somebody to come and check and see that you're not just gouging and, you know, and. Not, you know but you take you're able to take care of your family yeah. you know like that I mean even if you know you're in a situation where things are bad you're in a, 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 a recession or or a depression and things like that and and uh, you know and jobs are hard to come by and all those kind of things you still have food right. you know you can grow food or you can go fishing or you can do things to put food on your on your table those kind of things when things are difficult they're trying to make things more difficult oh, they're yeah. trying to Where we go back from being a prosperous nation to being a dependent nation, because they can control dependent people a whole lot better than they can control people who are independent. And so they don't want us independent. They want us dependent on them.
0: Yep. And they want to be able to shut down your money and turn off your bank account. And it's going to be like social media, you know, where they censor. The social credit score, that's how they do it. You know, in China, they've been doing this for a while, but in America, they're going to do it through the corporations, the banks. You know, now they're they're giving bullets to the all these bullets to the IRS. You know, what's that for? I mean, you know what? what, Nothing good could be behind that. You know, like why would the IRS need millions and millions of ammunition? I mean, nothing good there. And uh, there's just some really scary things that are, that are happening, Pastor, and a lot of people are weary. They're, they're concerned. They're, they're, you know, they've got all kinds of depression, oppression trying to come on them. What do you say to those people in the time that we're in? How, you know? Obviously, it's important to, to you know, feel the grace of God and stay in the yeah. presence of the Lord in the secret place, but what are some things that you recommend to our listeners out there that, that are feeling those things?
1: I recommend the Bible.
0: Yes. Come Read. on
1: bible every day study show yourself approved unto god workmen that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth meditate on it day and night that you he and he said he will make your way prosperous and you will have yes good success and uh also uh praying fellowshipping with god communing with god i mean if you what if you want to get out of depression start praising god Yep. Depression is you're thinking too much about yourself, mm. okay. And uh, if if you stop thinking about you for a little while, start thinking about doing something for somebody else, you know, that depression will go. And you start praising and magnifying and making God big, because see, however big you make God, that's how big He will be in your life. That's right. If you make God a small God, then He'll be small in your life. If you make God a big God, He'll do big and great and mighty things in your life. You yes. just have to let Him. Move and act and do on your behalf. But the Bible is the, what, what has taken us out, uh, taking the Bible out of the, taking it out of the schools, taking prayer out and all those kind of things. You know, teenage pregnancy went up 400% when they did those things. Right. 400%. I mean, we didn't have a problem with teenage pregnancy when they started letting Planned Parenthood go into our schools and start uh, indoctrinating our, our, our children and getting them to be uh, sexually active when they had been abstinent for so many years in the past. Yep. We just waited yep. until we married to have sex. What a novel idea, huh? Right? I
0: mean, imagine that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know? Well, it's like any of the, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not murder. You know, it's like, how do people understand? I mean, they, they you know, abortion's okay. What? How is abortion okay when you have the Ten Commandments? Right there, thou shalt not murder. Murder the innocent. And yet there's some Christians that are saying it's okay. You know, it's just, they're, they're willing to compromise. They're willing to leave certain parts of the Bible out. You know, like when it comes to marriage between a man and a woman, we don't preach that part, Pastor Todd. What do you mean? You know, you're not setting the people up for success if you're leaving out parts of the Bible. And I love that that was your answer, Pastor, because that's my answer, too, is get into the word. You know, faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. And and you're going to be filled up and you're going to hear the Lord speaking you and you're going to know him better because it's the basic instructions before leaving earth. It's like a manual, you know, that he's given us. And uh, I just love that. Man, I can't even believe how fast a half hour goes by. We are, we only got about a minute left, Pastor, but uh, I know your website. So you have eternalwordchurch.org, right. and you speak there uh, weekly. And uh, is there any other sites that people can find you, Facebook or things like that?
1: Yeah, we <clears throat> we do have some Facebook, uh, Eternal Word Church, uh, Facebook uh, as well. Uh, and uh, I, that's probably going to be it for right now. Okay. Uh, um, you know, yep, that, that, that's going to do it. Uh, but you, you so. know, your
0: sons are influencers. They're out there on social media. At least two of them that I know of, uh, yeah. you know, talk about grace. You got to have a lot of great pastoring and, you know, seven kids. Right? Wow, man. <laughs> I mean, you got to have that grace mastered, man. No wonder you're talking oh. about grace, but listen, yeah. pastor Philip Smith and his wife, Bernadette Smith, that pastor as well. Amazing church. If you're up in the Michigan area, you got to step, you know, stop in there and, and go to this church. It's, it's filled with the Holy Spirit. The Lord is moving there. He's also on the Reawake America tour, by the way. And you can find him uh, on the tour as well. And, Pastor, I'm just so thankful for your friendship, the ministry that you have. And I'm looking really forward to seeing you up in New York, man.
1: Awesome. Me too. God bless. All right.
0: <laughs> God bless you. And we'll be back with the Todd Coconato Show. Love you, man.
1: Take the